And uh, if you have your Bible, uh, something was just pointed out to me, which is very interesting. I don't always have... uh, I'm going to fix this first because we're hearing some feedback. All right, let's try that. So uh, in any event... Sometimes, you know, we, we dive right into scriptures and people are turning, they're trying to catch up or the pages are thin and they can't get there. And so I'm in Ephesians 5. You want to take the time right now, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. And I'm pretty much going to stay there. I'll reference a couple of the scripture for the most part. I'm right there the whole time. Okay. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it for you uh, if you don't have your Bibles. But we begin... Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. This, uh, this is a letter Right? And we know that Paul writes letters to the early churches. He's encouraging them, uh, correcting them. And here Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he's telling them to, in this first verse, imitate God. Imitate the Lord. And specifically, what he's really doing is he's setting a bar. He's setting this bar a standard, if you will, uh, regarding faithfulness in the church. All right? And in, really, chapter 4 and chapter 5, he's delving into some very specific points. He's going to tell the church at Ephesus to walk in love. To live in light to walk in wisdom and sobriety and to be filled with God's spirit that term walking right sometimes we can get maybe caught up on words walking how about moving Acting, living, going forward, just carrying out your days in love. Right? Carrying them out in the light. So here we are, we're in uh, this chapter 5, and I'm entitling this sermon, Stuck in the Cupboard. <laughs> Stuck in the Cupboard. Alright, so, Paul is telling us imitate the Lord. And a couple weeks ago, I was at home, and you know this experience. I'm in the kitchen, and I hear the boys giggling in the other room. Uh-oh. Exactly. Right? Giggling, like I want to giggle along with them, but I'm like, they might be getting themselves into some trouble. So let me go take a look. So I go into the, uh, into the sunroom, and if you've been in our house, there's against the wall, the windows, they're, they're, they're kind of like cupboards. I guess you'd call them cupboards. And you can store things underneath. But they're all connected through and through. So they're not separated from one another. 
So I look in and I, I hear the giggling and I see Monty crawling in and he's, he's, he's hiding and he's playing hide and go seek with Maximus. So Monty gets in and he shuts the door. So then I see Maximus and he kind of waddles and he turns and he kind of sticks his bum back in the cupboard and he's like this bent into the cupboard and then he closes the door and his face is kind of sticking in between the door and the side. And he's looking up at me as I come through. Right? He's playing right along. He's imitating Monty. He's trying to do exactly what he's doing. And he's got his bum stuck in there. And he's like, I'm, I'm hiding like the ostrich with the head in the sand. Right? I'm hiding. Nobody can see me. Oh, everybody can see you. But he's playing along. He's acting. He's trying to be just like his brother. Right? We know that children... Uh, they see others and then they model their, right? They see that behavior and then they want to do it. They want to do the same thing, right? And Paul's telling us we need to imitate God. We need to see how God, how Jesus modeled uh, the way we should be and then, and then do it, right? And there's a funny thing about that stuck in the cupboard part that we'll, we'll kind of get back to, you know, right? But, uh, it's okay to be stuck in the cupboard at times. So we'll, we'll get back to that in a little bit. But imitating God, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to walk like him. We want to talk like him. But it can't just be on the exterior, right? It's going to be more. It's going to be in here. Because there are others who tried to walk like God, and they got all caught up in all a bunch of baloney, and we're going to get there too, all right? So, be imitators of God as beloved children, which is talk, right? As children, right? Receiving and just following. Walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Imitators, this word, right? We get uh, some translation of followers. Uh, it comes from the Greek word mimetai, and it's where we get our word mimic, Right? Pretty cut and dry here. Mimic. So when a mimic God, uh, look, you can turn on the television, you can go to a show, and there are impersonators all over the place. All over the place. Some do a great job impersonating voices, characters, etc. But we're not just called to pretend like we're him. Right? We're supposed to follow him in his ways, but our heart, something should be happening in there. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, having an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, a true relationship, not just, uh, not just words and no meaning and no depth, but a true relationship with him, Holy Spirit is transforming you, has transformed you, is transforming you, right? And so you wouldn't just act like him and pretend like you're him, but there should be something else that made in the image of God that there is more to that. There is much more to that that should be unfolding in our lives as we live, as we live them for the Lord. 
In Leviticus 11.45, God said, be holy, for I am holy. Right? And if we can kind of boil down holy to, to plain speak, to be separate, to be apart, right? To be separate. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Right? To be separate and apart. Do you look different to people on the outside? Well, this is, this is a very interesting question. Do you look different? Well, I don't mean just appearance of clothes. Maybe you dress and look exactly like everybody else outside. But is there something about you that when people meet you, engaging you in conversation, is just something they know something's very different? And it's not necessarily because you told them about a bunch of prescriptions and these and those and things that you must do and must not do. But are you actually very different and the people you meet out in the street that culture is abound with. Are you separate? Are you holy? In the Sermon on the Mount, we see Jesus, right? He gives us incredible, it's really groups of messages together. And one, at one point, right, he's talking about mourning. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Right, And Jesus is talking about this and there can be a lot of mourning over what? In your life, in my life. That thing called sin, that thing when you're walking away from God, when you're heading in a different direction, when you've, uh, you've really broken God's laws, there's probably no other better way to say it. You, you've broken those. Someone's hurt you in your family or you've hurt someone else in your family or your coworker, or your neighbor, you've hurt them. Do you, do you mourn over it? Or are you just like, ah, they deserved it? Or, man, they had what's coming to them. Or do you really think about it? It's not so much the them part, it's the you part. It's the you and God. And you really, have you mourned over your own sin? Much less the sin of anybody else. Be like God. Imitate Imitate him. Mourning. Mourning. Right? Taking it to heart. Do you hunger? Do you thirst for righteousness? Righteousness. Not self-righteousness. Very different. But do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? Do you want what God wants for your family and for your neighbors and for your community? How about in this community right here? Important community. Do you hunger for righteousness? The Lord wants us to be filled with a heart of love. Right? A genuine love. A deep love. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Living, acting, and moving. And if we're imitating him. Genuinely, if we're, if we're walking in that love, we're walking in that spirit as children, being like the Father, we want to be like Him. There are some things that I think uh, we would see. Uh, do you imitate God like a child imitates their parents? Now, we use another child illustration. So many of you have had this experience with your grandchildren and your children when they take your shoes and they put them on, laces off, and 
and trying to walk. Oh, both my sons do it. They still do it, right? And they're swimming in the shoe. Like they take a step and then the six inches of movement, right? And then another, it's like a robot. So they're, they're moving in those shoes. They want to be like, you know, dad, mom, whoever it is. They want to be like us. And the shoes don't always fit. And there's some movement and some sliding. And sometimes they fall. Sometimes the shoes come off. You help them again. Sometimes in our life, there's some slipping and sliding when we're trying to be like God. Sometimes we fall. Mm. And getting back up and putting the shoe back on and helping them, you know, I I think the Lord does that with us. He wants to put that shoe back on, even if it doesn't fit completely right now. That you keep putting that shoe back on and trying to be like him and trying to walk in those shoes. It's okay because you are going to stumble. And don't take a hammer and start beating yourself up because it's going to happen to you and me and everybody else around us. The question is, are you moving towards God with those shoes, putting them back on even with the movement? Or are you turning around and walking the other way? Are you moving towards the Lord God, the one who sustains and provides for you? Or are you turning around and walking the way and say, I got to go in a different direction? You keep pressing on. You keep pressing on. You keep pressing on with the difficulties of life, through the sicknesses, through the illness, through the tragedy, through the depression, and everything else. Memories of the past, things that just want to reach up and grab hold of you. And you just keep driving on and driving on. God called you to a great purpose. Imitate him in all your actions, your words, your spirits, your inclinations. Imitate him. Imitate him. Imitate the mind of Jesus. The mind. How Jesus interacted with people. Loved people. Right? But wasn't afraid to say tenderly, this is how it is. Right? Woman at the well. I don't have a husband. That's true. You've spoken truly. You've had five husbands. And the one who you're with now isn't your husband either. Right? Jesus said, plain and simple to the woman. This is how it is. But I love you. You matter to me. You're important to me. Imitate our Father. Right? Walk in purity, Paul tells us. Walk in purity. John 1, uh, excuse me, 1 John 4, 8. God is love, therefore, walk in love. 1 John 1, 5. God is light, therefore walk as children of the light. 1 John 5, 6. God is truth, therefore walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Walk in the wisdom of God. Lord, grant me wisdom. Right? Lord, grant me wisdom on this particular, what's going on right now, because I want to run with my own human mind and the way I think things should be done. Ask for the godly wisdom. Right? Because it's easy to make those decisions and just run. And, and then after look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was a train wreck. Why didn't I just wait for God? All right, so I got two methods of imitation. And I, and I want to spend a little time on this in thinking about this modeling or, or, or imitating God. So there are times when you can act, follow, mimic someone. You can dress like they do. You can sound like they do. 
right? But it's, it's, it's exterior. It, it is an interior, and I, and I mentioned this earlier. It's not, it hasn't penetrated you, right? Some of the best actors you'll ever see in film, or, they really study those characters, and they want to become that character. They want to become, not just act it and put it on. Sophie's shaking her head. She knows what I'm talking about, and others in this room know what I'm talking about. You want to become it, right? And actually causes some problems for some actors later, and they try to not become later, and they give up the role. But they want to become. They want to walk in it, walk in the shoes, right? To know. Well, unfortunately, in the church, there are many of us who sometimes just want to say it and appear like it, but it's not in here. It's not in here. You look the part, but... but is something missing, right? The character of God is where we got to come back to. Because what is the character of God? What is it in him? What, what are those things, those attributes that we need to take upon ourselves and to bathe in, right? Those fruits, that fruit, of the Holy Spirit, right? So if you're just looking like it and trying to talk like it, you could end up like this group of religious leaders did during Jesus' day. The Pharisees had a major stumbling block. They were legalists, right? They took the first five books of the Bible They took the Ten Commandments, and then they turned that into 600 different prescriptions they needed to follow in order. And to make it worse, the rabbis who were interpreting those 600 prescriptions, they didn't all agree. So there were different interpretations. They were creating stumbling blocks for themselves and for all those who would come to follow. And what's interesting is the Pharisees were actually the religious conservatives of their day. They meant well. But in the end, they fell very short. And Jesus came and kind of told them really where they were at. So you could end up being legalistic. right? And and that's not where, where we ought to be. We can fall into that trap. And so when people are on the outside of this building and they're looking in, or you meet them and you tell them you're a Christian, and I don't want to get sidetracked on a whole other sermon, right? And I know Pastor Bob's teaching that great class, right? Counterculture. A lot of books are being written right now about this next generation, this Generation Z. And what's happening right now is the two extremes from the completely secular, unchurched, don't want anything to do with God, and then those who are following fervently, right? That gap is widening ever the more. And in the middle, when you had this big group, they, this one writer calls it the squishy center. Squishy center used to trend towards those who believed in God. And those, they have a spirituality and they kind of on some issues were trending more towards belief. That squishy center is moving the other way. Culture is becoming more distant, Right? And so when people meet you or you go to help a neighbor and they know that you're a Christian, who are they seeing? Who are they 
who are you, who are you showing to them? Right? Is it all about the rules? Well, you can't do this. You have to do this. You can't. I need to. You have to. Well, you're not doing that. Well, you need to. Is it all about that? Or is it coming back to the heart of God? The character of God. If you have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ, and that means you're listening to him through his word, through godly counsel of other other. Uh, Godly brothers and sisters, right? Are you listening? And is your life transformed because there's this go-to, there's this, I'm communicating with you, Lord, and I'm receiving from you. Is there this active prayer life and this active reading? Is, is this happening? Are those spiritual disciplines sharp in your life? Are you, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you who lives in you? That's a, whole other, that's a whole other topic as well. Are your ears open to what the Holy Spirit, what he is moving in the direction that he's moving you? So you can imitate by dressing the same, looking like you walk the same, talking kind of the same. Or you can imitate by immersing yourself and realizing that you are a child of God purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ and that you actually are not even your own. That you belong to the Lord and that he has saved you. Because the world out there, i got to tell you, brothers and sisters, the world out there needs to know why they even need to be saved. Why do I need that? I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual person. Are you imitating God that they would see that, that they would know it? We have the word of the Lord stamped on our souls. Right? Stamped. The image of God. We are made in the image of God. And now we've been given the example of Christ and Christ Almighty, that we can see in Scripture how he lived, a way to demonstrate life for us in the way that we should follow. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Some ways you can imitate others. Ah, imitate the Lord and show it. You can imitate it. You can imitate him and forgive other people. And just forgive them. Let it go. Start with your family. Start with forgiving your husband, your wife, your nieces, your nephews, your uncles, whomever it is in your family. You start forgiving them. You start forgiving them and wiping the, the slate clean. John Locke used that term tabula rasa. Clean slate. Clean slate. All new. Wipe it away. Forgive. You have unforgiveness in your hearts. I'm telling you today, it's like a chain. They're like chains. Right? Brothers and sisters, you need to break the chains. There's that new song, right? Chain breaker. He's a chain breaker. 
You need to break those chains and let that unforgiveness go. When you're filled with the Spirit of God, right, you want to be, you want to be acting like, you want to be moving like God, you want to start serving other people, start putting other people before yourself. Start with your family. Start with your family. Start putting others in your family first. And then how about your brothers and sisters in this body? How about that? Start putting other people before yourself. How about your neighbors, your coworkers, the people you interact with, right? How about joy in your heart? Is there a joy? You're acting like God. Is there a joy? Is there a genuine love of other people? And is there this joy that comes out of you? Like, I'm really happy to see you. Hey, look, we all have bad days. Yeah, happens. But is there a joy that doesn't dissipate? Because even when things are going really bad, really bad, you know you've been purchased by that blood, like I said before. And you know who your father truly is. I'm not talking about an earthly father now. I'm talking about your heavenly father. Who's going to receive you when this world is all washed away. When our time is past. And you have that relationship. That's the one you're going to be with for eternity. How about being content? Right? Another way to imitate God. Being content in all things. Right? Like I said before, yeah, things are going poorly or... You know, we just don't have this or, oh, you know, I'm struggling with my children or I don't know what it is. Being content in all things. That's hard. These brothers and sisters, these aren't easy. But it's what God is. He's he's telling. Right? We want to we need to be like him. And Paul's right. He's encouraging. Be like him. Right. Be like him. How about thankfulness? Oh, Thank you, Lord. An attitude of thanks, thankfulness, thanksgiving. Right? When you see other people on the street, do they, do they know that you're a thankful person? Hey, what's going on? Oh, no, this is terrible. Or, hey, how's it going? Everything's good. But that's it. There's no depth, right? We all know about that. Uh, no depth. How about, hey, how's it going? You know what? It's going great. Eh, some things here aren't, aren't the best. But I love my God. I love him. See the person, huh? I do. I do. And I'll tell you why I love my God. Yeah. You know, if you ever want to come over and have dinner, yeah, my whole family will explain to you why. I'll show you. Right? Imitate them. Let this love radiate from you to other people. Radiate. What we don't want to end up doing is what happened. Early church. Some people started to cloister themselves. They started to lock themselves away from the world. They wanted to be insular. They wanted Christianity to be just here in these little cloisters. My little Christianity. Now, there is, right? You don't want, they don't want to be affected by the outside world, by the culture. There was actually, there might actually be something worth it there. But Christianity wasn't meant to be locked in the tower. It was never meant to be that way. 
In fact, you look and see where our earliest missionaries went. They went to places where they were rejected, persecuted, and paid the price. Christianity was meant to move out and to touch lives, to change lives, to bring the Jesus to the lost places of the world. And I'm telling you today that the lost places of the world They're growing in our communities here, in our schools, in our workplaces. People want to have their own spirituality and don't want anybody to touch it. They just want to be by themselves. Lord, motivate us, move us, oh God. Paul tells us to live a life of love. Peter said to fervently love one another. John, loving word and in truth. In the book of Hebrews, we're told to spurn one another onto more love. And then we have our scripture for today. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. In the dying world that we're living in, and that's exactly what it is, brothers and sisters. It's a dying world. You have the words of truth. You have it. And you don't need to beat people over the head with it. I'm not not accusing anybody. I'm just saying, we don't need to do that. The world is dying and is so injured and people around us that, you know, just putting an arm around someone and telling them, look, can I pray for you? So well, I don't believe it. That's okay. I do. Let me pray for you. Person drops everything going into the house, all broken on the outside. It's a neighbor who is maybe a widow. There's no one there to help. And you go across the street and you help in. Why are you doing that? Well, I'm a Christian. That's, that's, what, that's what God wants me to do. And I want to be like him. I don't know. The point is to live it, brothers and sisters. Live it. Walk it. Show it. Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. We have mouths. We were supposed to praise God with our mouths, right? And you know a great way to praise our God with your mouths is to tell somebody else about him. Hallelujah. And not just say it, make your deeds match your words together. Because words apart and actions apart, eh, you put them together. And now that tells a story, brothers and sisters. That tells a story. I'm not talking about being perfect. Nobody in here is perfect. I'm telling, imitating God. And you start walking that and talking that. And that's not an insurmountable task, even if you're in fear in this room. And I know that there are people in fear, even to share Jesus. Like, it, it, it's fearful. It's okay. Break the chains. Tell somebody. Free yourself. I don't know. Maybe it means going to Cumberland Farms and saying, Jesus loves you. Or, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Maybe they turn around, put their hand in their face. It's okay. It's okay to be rejected, even in those small, it's okay, right? You're still saved, and they're not. Think about the consequences, what that really means. You're saved, and they're not. Amen? So, I want to bring it back, and I I said it was okay to be stuck in the cupboard, right? It's okay to, to get stuck, like Maximus was stuck. He was trying really hard. And that door's closing his face and he's looking at me. It's okay for you to get stuck in the cupboard. 
trying to be like the Lord. Sometimes it's important just to hear that, that it's okay to stumble, right? It's not a license to do it. It's okay. It's going to happen. And anyone who proclaims that they don't stumble and fall, they're not telling the truth. It's a lie. It's a facade. It's pretend. No. So I'm going to ask you as we close here today, I want to ask you to bow your heads. And I, I just, we're going to pray, but for a couple of moments here, I want you to think about areas of your life where you can be imitating God. You can be more like the Jesus that you read about in the Sermon on the Mount. The Jesus that you read about in Scripture. I want you to think about that for a minute. Loving other people, forgiving other people, let's just consider that for a moment. You know right now, you probably don't have to think far, just one area where you can be more like Jesus. And then we're going to pray. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in this room, Lord. I thank you for those who've come here to worship you, to praise your name, to hear the words of truth. Lord, in these areas that we're thinking about, these these places in our heart, Lord, help us to be more like you. Help us to open our ears to your Holy Spirit in our hearts, And those things that we actually can change, Lord, help us to to step forward and to, to make those changes, Lord. To stop, to hold our tongue before we lash out with darts from our mouths. And those areas where we're just not forgiving someone else, Lord, break the chains, oh Jesus. Break those chains. Help us to give forgiveness, Lord, to let it go. Those areas that we're afraid of, just to share, just for whatever it is, Lord, I, I just pray you give a boldness in heart that there is this urgency that we don't have forever to share you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for the time that we have together. I thank you for brothers and sisters and visitors here today, Lord. I pray that you would bless them I thank you for our community here at New Hope Chapel, Lord. I thank you for brothers and sisters in this room. Come from all different places, some from different states, all over the place. We've come together to make this community at New Hope Chapel. Help us each, Lord, to imitate you. Each of us, that as the church collective, we would be more like you. For the dying world needs it, Lord. And so I just thank you for this day. Bless everyone here in the mighty name of Jesus. And all said, amen.